tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. Good morning, Marky Mark. Well, How are you today, buddy? I'm pretty good, Uncle Dave. How about yourself? Just having a party, man. Every day's a party. Every meal's a feast. <laughs> it's just like Mardi Gras without the beads. Oh, well, good. <laughs> but you know what? When you say that in Alabama, if you say it's just like Mardi Gras, well, you know, Mardi Gras began in Mobile. <laughs> no. New Orleans stole it. You know, <laughs> like it's kind of like going to the Shakespeare Festival. Mm-hmm. It's like this world-renowned Shakespeare Festival happens yeah. in Alabama, in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And you'll have somebody that goes down there in Montgomery. You got people from Great Britain coming over to this, oh, the Shakespearean Festival in Montgomery. I'm like, well, you know, it started in Anniston, Alabama. Did you know that? Yes. It's like, no matter what happens, somebody else can claim it. You know? It's like that rabid sports fan who will always say, yeah, well, the ref stole the game from us. You know, it's, well, (laughs) it's a lot like that. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Or it's like a Christian radio station running an ad. We want a show that's living out loud, that's challenging, that's not, you know, talking to the choir. We want a show like the Mark and Mac show. Oh, wait a minute. Mark and Mac want a job? No, we don't want you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that was a little close to home. Uh, Oh, buddy, 20 years ago when it all started where everybody went, we want what they have in Birmingham. We want a show like that. And I'm getting calls from people. Hey, how did you guys do this? Well, first of all, you know, I'm not going to tell you. You It's not like there's. I remember sitting at that conference somewhere in, it was West Palm Beach, Florida, sitting around the table with all these Christian radio people. And they're asking, so what's the, what's the key to the success? And I'm telling them and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, we can't do that. Yep. That's exactly it. Yep. (laughs) And believe it or not, we found out it hasn't changed one bit <laughs> Not a in bit. Sp- uh, just a couple of months ago. As a matter of fact, it's even worse now. Wow. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And there are a couple of things uh, coming up today that we're going to have to pay attention to, Mark. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, one is... There was a viral vi- a video that went viral yesterday. Well, I say yesterday because it's when I saw it, but uh, Fox is actually covering it now. And it's this video of a former NFL player. Okay, whenever it's a former NFL player, it means not necessarily a stud player, not a star player, just yeah. a guy who played in the NFL for a couple of years, right. which, by the way, means incredible athlete. Right. Just throwing that out there. Okay? Other- otherwise, they'd use his name instead of former right. NFL player. Right. Yeah, but he's still a young athlete, okay? And right. and again, you're not a softie if you can play in the NFL. So anyway, <laughs> it's an NFL player um, in this brawl with an airline employee who just doesn't back down to him. Right. This airline employee who's a little pudgy, a little soft around the middle, he's not putting up with this guy's garbage and just stands <laughs> up wow. to him. Um, now he's probably regretting it today as he gives interviews from his hospital bed because he got his bell rung, Yeah, but it's, um, it's just one of those things that's actually right there on foxnews.com right now. Uh, the former NFL player, uh, what is his name? Um, Brendan Langley. Um, and it all happened at, with a United Airlines employee at Newark Liberty International Airport. Um, he, you know, Langley uh, here, when I say talented, okay, again, not knocking this guy, Langley was drafted by the Denver Broncos as a cornerback 
and made the team, played in a few games. And then the next year, they switched him to wide receiver. And once again, mm-hmm. dude made the team, okay? Yeah. And and played. So, and he's gone, gone to Canada and a few others. He's a marginal player, but still, a marginal player that can play two positions in the NFL, that's a hoss, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm looking at this fight, and you can watch it on Twitter, man. Um, and it's, as far as fights go, it's pretty good because usually fights involve a lot of uh, uh, hugging, it looks like, and rolling right. around in the dirt yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, real fights aren't like real fights, you know, like uh-huh. movie fights. Uh-huh. Um, but this one actually has some punches thrown. Well, and some. It does, the, yeah. I'm reading it, Rich. It does have the... You're, I'm reading, you're seeing it? I'm, I'm reading it. Let, oh. me, let me just read a couple of lines here. In the video yeah. that was posted online Sunday, both Langley and the employee were seen squaring off against each other when the employee appeared to slap him in the face. Right. The NFL player quickly slapped him back before throwing a series of punches at the employee who regained his composure and retaliated with another slap. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I, I. do you remember when Will Smith... Smacked Chris yes, Rock. Yes. All right. Will Smith smacked him and then turned around and walked back to his feet because right, yeah. that was like it was like that I don't know chivalry thing, you know, the Man. smack of the glove or whatever. Right, yeah. Well, in real life, when you do that, unless the other dude walks away, mm-hmm. you end up with this. Yes. Okay, you smacked him once. <laughs> That's right. And now he's hitting you closed fist. And uh-huh. the thing is, this is in shape young dude versus uh-huh. out of shape pudgy dude. <laughs> So, and then out of shape, pudgy dude, he kind of gets, he gets smacked a little bit and he kind of stands up and he puts his fists up like, okay, we'll duke it out. We'll Mm -hmm. fight like gentlemen. It's like a cartoon or a Charlie Chaplin movie. You know, he's like got his arms up there doing this dance, you know, Mm -hmm. and he tries to throw a a shot at him and there's some profanity and some Mm -hmm. words and and then boom, the smack again. And then that's pretty much it. The other guy just pounds him into a, uh, you know, he knocks him back over the counter. Guy falls down. He gets up all bloody and he's kind of like shaking a little bit. Okay. Shaking, not stirred. He stands up like he's ready for more. And that's when other people go, no, you've had enough. Go ahead and sit down. Uh So just so you know, um, the uh, football player, Mr. Langley, um, Brendan Langley was arrested and charged with assault. Hmm. So there you go. That's the viral video of the day that you're going wow. to not be able to get away from. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I will tell you, uh, and when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock, okay, open handed yeah. smack, I made a joke about when I was a kid, if a boy slapped somebody, even if it was a good smack, you would have been mocked mercilessly until you went through, you ended up with gender dysphoria and started wearing a dress. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I'm serious. <laughs> Because you don't smack. You either hit or you don't. Either fight or not. There is no in-between. A smack is just that. That's in-between. Mm. And so pudgy middle, you know, pudgy white boy found out that, yeah, you, you don't get away with a smack in public like that. No. Poor pudgy boy. I guess Pillsbury now has a new... Uh, <laughs> uh, LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, Mark, when uh, you sent this uh, for the show yesterday and we didn't get to it, right. um, but whenever there's a Chick-fil-A offer, man, my little spidey senses are like, ding! <laughs> what, Chick-fil-A? And they're giving me some Ooh. sort of goodies for free? 
When do we go? Well, a Chick-fil-A in Tennessee is offering one year's worth of free food in exchange for the sign <laughs> at their oh. location that has flown the coop the operators of the their Chick-fil- sign okay yeah the, uh, <laughs> the the operators of the chick-fil-a location in alcoa tennessee are missing a key component of their sign next to the freeway they want it back in fact they want it back so badly that they're offering free food for a year with through gift cards for anybody who returns mm-hmm. it and their facebook post says we need we need your help our sign has disappeared we need help fi- to find it Whoever turns it in will be asked no questions. We'll, uh-huh. We're awarding our finder Chick-fil-A for a year, 52 digital offer cards, when the sign is returned. Several commenters below the Facebook post said they believe it might have flown off during a recent storm in the area. Some mentioning the Cracker Barrel on the other side of the highway. One person wrote, I can confirm it was at the bottom of the hill, blown off after the storm we had, drove right by it. Now I wish I'd stopped and grabbed it. Somebody probably hauled it off as trash or a cool piece of man cave decoration. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So hope, hopefully it's innocent like that. I I was yeah. thinking somebody had it as a protest sign, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're looking. I got a corner in my in my studio at the house. <laughs> they would be perfect for that. Where is this? No. Dude, 52 digital offer cards? Come on. Now, Chick-fil-A is notorious for not really giving away anything unless Mm. you get, you know. So you get like a, you have a card. This is good for a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Right. If you buy fries and a drink. And I love them. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But they're not, they don't give away their product without a little, ah, yeah, you give a little, get a little. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh you know mark you you made a comment off the air about chick-fil-a yeah and uh we both being chick-fil-a fans oh uh, love chick-fil-a love it yeah beginning to end but when you're involved in a lot of um a lot of christian activities okay Mm -hmm. um whether it's concerts or you know weekends away things like that the, there are some consistent things one is if you're a youth director at any church anywhere pizza and hot dogs okay right, yeah, yeah you as an adult you know when you're a kid and it's you know it's okay but as you get older pizza mm-hmm. hot dogs and then as your group ages you know you get a little bit older chick-fil-a comes into play right yeah. and if you're involved with a corporate sponsorship they will make food available sure you they know? Will, yeah and so you were in Atlanta Fest when uh, SD, the Scott Dawson Evangelistic oh, yeah. Association actually had bought the thing. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A was one of being from Atlanta yeah. was one of your main sponsors, yeah, right? So were, you yeah. had like coolers filled of chicken nuggets, I bet, and like <laughs> sandwiches. and Every meal, there was Chick-fil-A there. And the folks from Chick-fil-A were awesome i mean it was like we had the we had the uh the artist area the artist tent area basically it's where you'd go for your meals and sit down at big picnic tables and they had a like a a line set up where you could go and pick out all kinds of stuff you could they had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches they had roast beef they had i mean they had all kinds of home cooked stuff and then chick-fil-a was there too because they were a corporate sponsor and and it was easy it was just easy right to just grab Especially if you're working, you're on your, you're on the right. run all the time. You grab a Chick-fil-A, you know, a little sack with a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. sandwich in it and, ha- and take off. 
right? Right. Uh, or you you grab one, sit down, inhale it, and then leave, right? Right. You don't <laughs> have time you don't have to make time. the PB&J. That's yeah. right. You don't have time to go through the line and pick out this. And, hey, can I have this? So oh, I don't want that dressing. Right. It's just grab a Chick-fil-A sandwich, grab something to drink, sit down, inhale it, and take it off again. And yeah. And after a while, I mean, at first it's like, oh, this is awesome. By the end of the mm-hmm. week, I don't want to see Chick-fil-A again for a long right. time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that. But it's like that with anything, you it, know. Oh, it's, sure it is. It's like that yeah. was uh, with a pizza. That was the other thing we yes. were talking uh-huh. about during the music. Yeah. Was it, and I, I love oh a good gosh. pizza. A good pizza is, on, really, it is, a, it is a rare treat, a good pizza. Yeah. But when you work with youth, and you have a right. huge student event and you've got yeah. youth, you've got some youth groups helping you tear down 10,000 chairs and mm-hmm. then set up again for the mornings, uh, the morning me- yeah. meetings. And the thing you do is you reward them with what pizza yeah. you order, you right. know, you go to one of the pizza places, the, you know, whether, whoever it may be, and you order dozens of pizzas and they're yeah. spread out on tables and you do that. You do that every couple of months. And you don't want to yeah. eat pizza anymore. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, and it's taking I me actually, a while to one get night, back to pizza. Mm. I laid down one night, Mark, I'm not kidding. And all of it, I had my eyes, I was so exhausted. And all I could hear is when the moon hits your eye, <laughs> like a big pizza. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mac show, and uh, boy, oh boy, Mark, <laughs> you know, years ago, you and I learned never to listen to the weather guys, uh, mm-hmm. and even with whether it was Mark Prater or James Spann, they were pretty honest. Uh, James Spann, in particular, yeah. would say anything more than seventy-two hours is voodoo land. Remember right. that? Yeah, yeah, it's your imagination. So, <laughs> yeah, he said, you, you know, twenty-four hours out, we can be pretty accurate. We yeah. pretty much know. 48 hours out, that's kind of a, that's a little tougher. Even when you're at a time of year where you know it's going to be, you know, partially cloudy skies, chance of an afternoon thunderstorm, high of 94, you know, right. or in the mid 90s, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, which is the June to August forecast for Alabama. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, even then, it can be a little dicey. So the forecast for all this week was going to be overnight temperatures in the 50s. And highs in the upper 70s to low, like 78 to 81. Right. And rain every day. Right. That was the forecast when I was plotting and planning. Yeah. Getting the pool up and going. Mark, (laughs) why don't I listen to us? If I had listened to us, I would have known better. Yep. You know, I wouldn't have done all that. Now we're a couple of days in and what's happening? (laughs) Not what they told us. today. No. But today, it's like, first of all, I mean, I'm glad because, you know, the the temperature overnight is not going to be as low as they had originally said, which makes it a little better. But we still got temperatures that now are going to be a little lower than the expected highs. We're talking like high today of 79, high tomorrow of 80, and then Thursday, 74. Hmm. And each one of these days has 80, 70, 90% chance of rain. Yep. So... I'm just throwing it out there to see how accurate will it be because yesterday when it was supposed to be, it was 90% rain all the day, it it did not rain much. Just enough to turn my pole green. That was about it. (laughs) It's not not because the Hulk took a bath, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's raining just enough that everything that I cut back and cut down and trimmed and everything over the last week, 
he's all sprouting and waving at me like ha, ha. you know it's just dude <laughs> i forgot about that yeah i am so sorry man you worked so hard i went on the i went on the rampage on the yard i've been doing some, some catch-up stuff and some getting ahead stuff and there are things that i've, I've got stuff on the, every day all right this day i'm going to do this this day i'm going to do this i've got all this stuff worked out and it starts raining <laughs> and now i'm looking out there and the stuff that i cut back is starting to sprout again <laughs> it's just like wow i yeah i think it's time to buy the 55 gallon drum of roundup and just paint it all green <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and we appreciate you joining us you know um, online at liferadio.fm we have the daily uh, bible reading which is uh reading the bible in a year very cool thing to do if you've never if you've never done it uh, this is a good way to do it uh, you can start with today just boom okay or you can do the audio version if you want to do it while you're driving to work it takes what 18 to 20 minutes something like that mm -hmm. and uh, just perfect for a little commute and, and if your choice is listen to us listen to that listen to that it'll Please. be better off yeah. for you all right mark you know when uh, people start talking about zombies and batman you know uh, mm -hmm. batman or dracula or any superheroes <laughs> and all this yes. kind of stuff, i my eyes kind of start rolling in the back of my head and I look like I need to call for Beetlejuice because I just, uh. come on, really? Do you waste time thinking about this stuff? And apparently some people do because a burglar was afraid of zombies. Yeah, a homeowner in the UK woke up about 3 a.m. to the sound of somebody looking through cabinet drawers. That's never good. So the homeowner investigates, finds a man in his living room. When the burglar spotted the homeowner, he ran, but he came back <laughs> and he said zombies were trying to get him and he felt comfortable, uncomfortable outside. <laughs> By then the homeowner's son was awake. The two held the burglar for the cops. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm safer in here. <laughs> okay. You know what? This cat burglar. Okay. He yeah. got caught. And when he goes to court, you know, and says that he was out of his mind that night, the homeowner and his son are going to be his best evidence. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, it really has hit me about your yard. I apologize for bringing this up again. I know it's a sore subject, but... <laughs> I did think when, when you were doing all that work in the yard last week, okay, yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. I yeah. was, I was not thinking that I was plotting and planning doing the pool stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Or, and I wasn't really thinking that you were doing all this yard work. All I could think of was, I hope LaDonna is not listening to hear <laughs> Mark talk about the yard. Cause I've given, I've run out of excuses as to why I'm not doing ours. You know, well, the thing I'm is, working you, on the, pool. the thing is you can find your pool you know yes <laughs> i'm doing yes, a yard work so we can find ours <laughs> <laughs> well see i've got areas of my yard dude that i am letting i'm there's a reason it's overgrown okay i tried explaining that to Ladonna. it's like if you'll leave that area alone don't touch it okay i don't want you working in the yard anyway so why is it that when you come out in the yard the one thing you Ladonna's half work you know if uh oh if she does any work in the yard she just pulls stuff down, cuts it, and leaves a pile and is exhausted and walks away and leaves it there. And I'm like, well, LaDonna, just so we're clear, if I wanted to call that work, okay, if that's how I did it, um, 
I would be fine with it too. I'd come, you know, it's like, you don't get to go and make a mess and then make me clean it up on your schedule. You know, I got other things I got to do. If I had, if that was on my plan for today, I would have done all of it. The thing is the reason there's not piles of stuff everywhere Hmm. is because I'm not like that little boy in the home circus that, you know, goes to the mailbox and comes back, runs through a a puddle of mud, pet, yeah, family, yeah, pets the dog, eats ice cream. I mean, you know, Uh she is, it's like, did we forget our meds today, baby? It's like, Ooh, shiny. And you drop everything. Yeah. And I look out in the yard and there's piles of this. There's a half burn pile over there and weeds over here. And it's like, okay. So now I have to carve out a day just to finish Mm -hmm. what she started because she's too tired because of all the work she did in the yard. I'm like, no, see all the work means you finished. And Mm -hmm. had you finished this one thing, I wouldn't be all cut up dirty and nasty from cleaning it up. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. The thing is what we, I think we work this the opposite way. Because what I do is I'll fire up a piece of power equipment. I'll tell Jane, okay, I need your help in the yard today because I got a lot of stuff going yeah. on. And I, it'd be good if, if I had a helping hand. And uh, yes. so I'll fire up the power equipment. For example, trimming limbs, taking some, you know, I got dead limbs in some trees. So I'm taking some limbs down. And if you could just follow behind me and drag those off into the woods as I get them cut, we'll get this done quickly. Right. And that way I'm just managing the power equipment. I'm just cutting down the limbs and Jane's dragging all the stuff out into the woods for me. (laughs) Wow. This is, this is the, what you need to do. And if you buy her a pretty new pair of of gardening gloves or something like that and say, we're going to work in the yard, she'll get excited about it. Maybe. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And yeah, Mark, you and I followed the news um, probably more than most, just out of general <laughs> interest, you know? Okay, let's just be honest. Hi, my name is Mark. I'm a news junkie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, the one thing that has popped up recently has been um, a time where law abiding citizens feel the need. Uh, to maybe pick up a firearm, you know, because things are a little in, in certain areas. Um, in particular, there are liberal strongholds in America today that are pretty much on fire, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of violence, a lot of protesting, things that make you very uncomfortable yeah. inside your own home. Yeah. And so a number of these people who are just, I'm talking, we're talking meathead and Gloria type of liberals. Okay. Yeah. And they have decided, you know, I need to go get a gun. Just I, I need a gun for self-defense just in case. And and this goes to the part of how the media overplays their hand in a lot of things and to scare people and people who watch these channels, uh, CNN comes to mind and PMS, NBC, mm-hmm. that if that's what you watch, you are going to be a little afraid. OK, you're going to think that the crazy right wing nut job is going to shoot you all up. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So what is happening is some of these liberals will go and get a gun. And they find out because you know how often we're told by liberal politicians that anybody can walk off the street, buy a gun and go out and shoot up the place. Right. Right. And people who don't bother to actually read and follow the law and the news don't know that's a lie. And I saw this thing and I just wanted to share it with you very quickly. Okay. An employee at a Florida gun shop sent this story out after uh, filling out 
the 4473 form and showing his driver's license, the customer was annoyed that he had to go through a background check. He <laughs> angrily questioned the clerk, don't you know who I am? Um, in this particular case, he happened to be a city commissioner, okay? Hmm. When I told him it didn't matter, he said it was a waste of resources to do a background checks on law-abiding people and said the, the law obviously needs exceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a liberal Democrat. Yeah. The law needs exceptions yeah, for him. That's about right. He, he got more angry that the background check took almost 20 minutes and said there is no excuse for it to take this long. Once he cleared the background check and paid for the handgun, he about blew a gasket when he found out that he had to wait three days and come back before being allowed to take possession of the handgun and walk out with it. Wow. He demanded to know, why can't I take it now? I need it now. Mm-hmm. He was not happy to hear yep. that it was the law. Yep. He then explained, the, the city commission, he then explained, I hate guns and I have supported gun control in the past, but this is blanking ridiculous. When you need a gun, you should be able to get it. He yep. then stormed out of the gun shop because liberals teach the story that anybody can walk off the street, buy a gun and go kill whoever they want. Wow. And that's not the case. And he is the very person those laws are protecting you and me from. Yeah. The person right. who is hot about something and goes yes. and buys a gun on on an emotional impulse that's got to have that cool off yeah and and i i understand that but the thing about this the gun sales are up and did you know that 30 percent of new gun sales are women oh i don't doubt that 30 percent so women are buying guns for self-protection because they're watching the world around them and they're Mm -hmm. seeing it's becoming more dangerous for them just as women and they're and they know if you call the police, it's going to be several minutes before they get there, and a lot can happen in that time. And they know that the buying a firearm and learning how to use it is their best line of defense. And passing more laws won't change that because the people who are causing all the problems already don't obey laws. They're not going to obey new ones. Mark and Mac Mornings, only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark when you and i uh and okay when our generation was growing up um that would be people born in the 50s and 60s right um the andy griffith show uh for me was not i was not alive when it was on in prime time i was born you know and at a time where it was in syndication when i started watching Mm -hmm. it you know and uh anyway on the show they had good fun with uh, moonshiners and oh, yeah. Otis the town drunk. Right, yeah. And, you know, he would get drunk and bring himself to jail and all right, that. Yeah. And they, it that is kind of how the town drunk was dealt with. You know, it wasn't like it is now. Now, that is not to say that there weren't people that were against drunk driving. There weren't drunk driving uh, ad campaigns because there were. Matter of fact, Dick Clark got his big break because of a DUI. Did you know that? I did not know that. WFIL in Philadelphia was a radio station and a TV station. And by the way, um, Ed McMahon was also a a former Marine. Ed McMahon actually was working at WFIL at the same time as Dick Clark. Wow. And they they were buddies. But anyway, so Dick Clark was the DJ on WFIL, and he was 
you know, kind of popular, a little bit locally in the mid fifties, but not a big time guy. He was young. And the guy that was hosting bandstand on WFIL, it was a daily TV show, uh, every, local. And the guy that was hosting, it was kind of a celebrity and they were getting ready to take uh, bandstand national and make it a network show. And the, right before they did that, now, Whenever he was sick, the uh, the guy that hosted the show, whenever he was sick or whatever, needed a day off, Dick Clark would fill in. And again, it was a daily local show. So, you know, not that uncommon to have somebody fill in as the host for the show. Yeah. Um, well, as it's getting ready to go national, the guy who hosts the show locally every day gets a DUI. And the TV station had partnered with, you know, a couple of advertisers on a big anti-drunk driving campaign about saving lives and they were running a lot of these ads on bandstand because of the teen audience yeah, young people yeah. you know and so it was a big deal so when the host gets pulled over for a dui well <laughs> he had to go away and dick clark gets named the host and it goes national and the rest is billionaire history wow yeah so whenever there is a dui story those are right. the things that come to mind you know mm -hmm. it, so now well, when a mayor is arrested, it's uh, even more fun. Yeah. The mayor of West Suburban Maywood, that's a Chicago suburb, was arrested last week after police allegedly found him asleep and intoxicated behind the wheel on the Kennedy Expressway. 37-year-old Nathaniel George Booker faces a misdemeanor count of driving under the influence of alcohol and was cited for obstructing drivers on a highway. Oh. <laughs> officers found him asleep in his car blocking traffic in the middle outbound lane about 1 30 oh, a.m <laughs> wow booker was wow. elected mayor of maywood last year after serving as a village trustee for two years he posted a message to his facebook account quoting the bible and a pastor oh come on that read in part quote the lord will turn your mistakes into a miracle he won't erase it he'll work through it one piece of your life does not define your life he was released from custody without posting a bond. <sighs> yeah. Wow. You know, okay. I get the quoting the Bible and all that. I do. Uh -huh. I understand it. But uh, <laughs> you know. how about how about just being honest? Okay. I yeah. messed up. Yep. <laughs> you know, just just be honest about it. I messed up. Just <sighs> Time, you, you know, time and place for everything you know yeah, yeah i mean the police can tell you pretty much everything about it and someday i may tell you the whole story but let's just suffice to say i messed up and i shouldn't yeah, have done i got i, 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 I got, got drunk and drove i got yeah I, I had too much to drink and fell asleep at the wheel thank god i was not moving in traffic at the time right you know? well yeah at the time that i fell asleep because exactly. i was moving right up to that point that's exactly right <laughs> thankfully nobody died oh wow liferadio.fm the mark and mag show you know when during the music mark and i were talking a little bit about the uh the bible quote and mm, the mayor yeah. and the drunk driving and look i get it okay i do i just there's a time and place for everything and it's like you know believers make mistakes they may they sent believers do stupid things just like everybody else yeah and I just, I always wonder about when we, when I don't call it hiding behind the Bible, but I don't know what else you call it when you're trying to deflect for your public persona, you know, mm -hmm. you, you were drunk driving, like you said, just be honest about it, you know, yeah. and 
you, you come out and say, I'm really sorry. It was really dumb. I'm mm-hmm. so thankful nobody was hurt. Right. You know, um, and you could say something like, as a believer or as a Christian, I know better, you know. But the thing is, is that, you know what? You don't have to be a Christian to know better. You know, that everybody knows better than that. You know what? Just what hits me about that is I'm a believer and I know better. One of the things I know better is that I am a Christian because I know I need help. You know, I know, right. I know I need help. And so I'm going to seek help about this. And that's the yeah. way to go. Right. So right. not, not to quote your Bible and say, well, you can, don't judge me by this one day. Yeah. Come on. Right. That's, and that, that's kind of what I, you know, it, it's, you're right. That's the whole point. You can turn this into, you know, Turn it in. You know, I hate to say, oh gosh, that learning, you know, the learning experience. No, thing this is a life that. lesson. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I get you. It is. But who, you know, what adult, and I'm talking about anybody over the age of whatever, you know, adult mm-hmm. it is now, which right. I guess it's what, 30, you know, <laughs> I don't 28. Know. I don't anyway, know. whatever age that is, you know, I, is there anybody listening right now that can justify driving while impaired? No. And I'm talking about all types of impairment now. You know, have you ever been driving when you were too tired, when you were too sleepy, and you shouldn't have been behind the wheel of a car? Absolutely. You realize that is just as bad. You're making a conscious decision. Yeah. You know, and I've told the story here about how I woke up. I woke up one day at an intersection, and what woke me up was the feeling of my foot slipping off the brake pedal. I just mean, just, and that's just from sleep deprivation, right? You know. That's part wow, of the man. part of the morning show life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know what, when you, it's a funny story because no one got hurt mm-hmm. and we all have those, you know, there are lots of stories that are only funny because nobody died. Yeah. You know, I was just very wow. thankful. I wasn't actually in traffic moving when I nodded. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's right. Man. Yeah. You imagine waking up to a bunch of people standing around banging on your door windows, you know, it's like yeah. they're trying to get you to stop the car because right. you're rolling, you're going, you're on a cliff. Ah. Yeah. Well, bye, Mark. <laughs> well, he might be okay. <sighs> Probably not now. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and you know, but Mark, when you sent me this story, I my first thought was hearing the voice of the guy. Was it Hank Bertram that was oh, on Green Acres oh, as Mr. Haney? Hell, Mr. Douglas? Yeah, him. <laughs> that, that <guy>. <laughs> <laughs> because here's your headline, friends, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, can I say that? <laughs> I think you can, yes. Poop dude septic business makes a big splash in eastern Idaho. Thanks. We'll be, we'll be here all week. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Try the veal. Yeah. Matt Haney can truthfully not say. <laughs> Matt Haney corn. can truthfully corn. say. When did I eat corn? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. Matt Haney can truthfully say he has the uh, crappiest job in eastern Ohio, and he couldn't be happier about it. Back in October, the 27-year-old Idaho Falls resident opened Poop Dudes, a septic company that serves clients throughout the area. Though the work environment literally stinks and the employees spend all day flushing out, well, crap, Uh, Haney says that morale is not in the toilet and the business is solid. Wow. 
Wow, dude, really? I did not write this. I just want Man. you to know. And yes, I know that's what that's by the way that's what's cracking me up because yes. I know you didn't. I know this I actually was printed by uh-huh. somebody other than us, and that's why you can read it because you and I, if you I, and I did it, we wouldn't be able to do it. I did edit somewhat, but I didn't yes. write the piece. He says, we're very busy. I'm working all day, every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, even 10, 15 hours. Uh, With how many homes are getting built right now, (laughs) it's not uncommon. Long days aren't uncommon. Haney runs the business out of his home and offers a septic tank and sewer line repairs, installs, and inspections. He says, I don't currently pump septic tanks, but I do sub out all my work to a gentleman named Troy with Southfolk Septic. Uh, we we help a couple of builders around here. I just run a Google ad, and the name advertises itself, really. I can't tell you how many times people are like, we're just using you so we can write a check to poop dudes. <laughs> yeah, and Mark, my first thought was, I got to Google this and see if I got one near me. You know, yes. this is syndication heaven right here. This it is... is- Franchise City, baby. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, when uh, you and I were kids, hmm? we're not Bert and Ernie. We didn't grow up together. But, you know, when we were younger and on Sunday night, the wonderful world of Disney was on. Yeah. There was a show that came on right before that. And I think the reason the show gained a lot of attention was because it was right before Disney. And, you know, you get your channel already and all that. That's all I can figure. Because back in the days before remote controls, changing the channel required somebody to stand up, walk to this big thing and turn a knob, you know. And so Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, you know, (laughs) became the show. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And or at least that's all I remember is that it came on right before Disney and we would watch it with Marlon Perkins and his buddy, Jim Fowler. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool stuff. And now you go to YouTube to watch these things, you right. know? Yeah. But back in the day, we did have them right there Sunday night, right before did, or at least that was where I lived. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was yeah. a network. Yeah, same thing. at our house. It was, it was uh, okay. wild kingdom and then uh, Disney and Bonanza. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember Bonanza, yeah. uh, but mainly because I was too young. I had to go to bed. But whenever <laughs> I see a thing about Frontier Airlines, Frontier, mm. oh. I think of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Okay. Not the thing that you got in the mail the other day about insurance, okay? <laughs> okay. Just, it's just funny how we associate certain things. And I'm in my head, I'm picturing right. a covered wagon, you know, heading okay. to the frontier and the little, uh, the Indian, uh, the Native American headdress, you know, right. Mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom that's what i'm thinking all those things from one word frontier right right not even airlines right frontier Frontier airlines has announced on social media that a passenger on a flight headed to florida gave birth while they were in the air with the help from a flight attendant the airline said on facebook that the flight was on its way to orlando when a passenger went into labor Captain Chris Nye made arrangements for the plane to be diverted to Pensacola while flight attendant Diana Giraldo helped the woman give birth in the plane's back laboratory. 
Wow. Captain I uh, praised Geraldo for being exemplary and calm during the stressful situation. He says, the whole crew did a really, really did a great job. I transferred controls and flying duties to my first officer as, as I coordinated the diversion. Uh, dispatch did a great job as well by suggesting Pensacola Airport and getting a gate of par- and paranet- paramedics. Pff, hello. Ready for us. Uh, this was a job well done, and I was happy to see everybody working together to successfully deliver a newborn on an aircraft. <laughs> I don't, Man. I don't think I've heard of a baby being born on a plane. I know it's had hmm. to have happened, but I haven't had a Sure. Trip, you know? Okay. Well, that sounds like a job for Google. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and it really is a pleasure to do this day in and day out. Mark and I both feel the same way that God has just blessed us beyond anything um i mean really mark when 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 we started off in radio back in the day things were considerably different than they are now true even when you and i started doing a show together you know things have changed a lot since then absolutely they have yeah it's just you know it's just pretty remarkable where we are and um it just i'm just so thankful i that's I think sometimes it's an overused term, you know, of being thankful or grateful for what you have or whatever. But uh, truly am. And I, I, it's because of you, I mean, Aww. you know, in terms of the show. Well. <laughs> That's why I hurt so bad to say that. <laughs> yeah, here I, it comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, have we talked about the Arkansas show uh, baseball thing yet? No, no. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a little confused as to what day it is. Yeah, I know. I I don't even know what I have for breakfast, Mark. I'm a little concerned, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's internet radio. Everything's kind of wacky sometimes. Uh, University of Arkansas baseball fan became a viral hero when he used ah. his bare hands. You know, people are catching stuff in this. You know, they'll pe- catch balls in the stands all the time. Right. I see people catch a ball in their in the stands with their bare hands. And I'm going, wow, <laughs> I've caught one with a glove and I've, and it's hurt. You know, <laughs> imagine when catching one in the stands. Right. This is college ball, but he didn't catch a ball. He caught a raccoon. <laughs> well, what's Rocky doing in the stadium? It was a flying man. raccoon. No, it was this raccoon had been dashing through the stands in between innings. And uh, 24-year-old Grant Harmon of Fayetteville was attending the Razorbacks game against Vandy when a raccoon caused chaos in the stands in between the seventh and eighth innings. Wow. So he got caught on camera catching the raccoon by the scruff of the neck and then carrying it out of the stadium. He says, wow. he says, the opportunity just came about. I guess I just took action and grabbed it. That was the first. I don't have any prior experience in grabbing raccoons. <laughs> he said the police at the stadium advised him to release the raccoon in the parking lot, which he did, presumably, so he could go find his car. Harmon said the raccoon bit him once he on the hand while he was uh-huh. carrying him. He said, I was about to walk it back into the stadium, and the cop, cop was like, um, you need to go get a rabies shot like right now. So he drove, he said he drove to the AER that was close by and they gave him his first round of rabies shots that night. Harmon said he has three more rounds of rabies shots coming, but they won't keep him from attending more Razorbacks home games. Well, now rabies, those shots are like the ones they give you in the stomach, right? Yes. There's, there's three rounds or three or four rounds of them. Yikes. And, and it's, it's not fun, not fun at all. 
See, if you had saved that raccoon, you could have cut the head off and determined if he had rabies or not. <laughs> That's true. But then again, then again, that raccoon might have been part of the part of the Razorbacks. You know, the, all the activity that goes on in the games in between innings, the baby yeah. races, all that other stuff. I think the raccoon chase in the stands was part of their <laughs> part of the program. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show cruising along singing a song side by side well <laughs> well i'm sorry I'm, I'm a little confused over this arkansas razorbacks home game with the <laughs> raccoon in the stands you know <laughs> no i mean we were talking about this a few minutes ago uh, because a guy you know catches a raccoon in the stands and i'm gonna be honest with you mark um i don't think i would uh i would be the guy that would trap it and carry it. I'd be the guy protecting my family. Mm. And if the raccoon came near, I would be the guy with the size 11 and a half on his neck, you know, but <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be the guy toting this thing just because of rabies and right. other assorted goodies that come from wild animals. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I've, I've heard enough news stories about raccoons and rabies that I don't think I would have picked him up. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the R it's the R you don't want. That's you know? right. That's right. Wow. Mm. All right. So anyway, I, I was thinking about that, you know, during the music, I'm like, okay, I've been to games and, and I have, I'm still clumsy as it is. I remember back in the day going to, uh, Atlanta Fulton County stadium where Hank Aaron, you know, beat Babe Ruth's home run record back in 1974. Yeah. Um, that stadium was an odd one, but then when they built uh, Turner field after that, it was like. Uh, it was crazy to go to a game there because the, they were so steep. The uh, seats yeah, were, you know, yeah. and I was always concerned because I am so clumsy. I was always uh -huh. concerned of falling over and I'm thinking, okay, now you add a raccoon to the mix, you know, it's <laughs> not something that's going to play with Dave, you know? Oh, and, I can just see that happening. The raccoon, oh, the raccoon goes scrambling around in those upper seats and then oh. somebody jumps and moves. Some girl screams, oh, some oh. guy, some guy, uh, grabs her to move her somebody and, and somebody goes off balance they fall into the row in front of them the next thing you know there's an avalanche rolling down yep. the stands people all because of a <laughs> raccoon that's right <laughs> man and and to think that, that paul mccartney wrote a song about it you know rocky <laughs> raccoon come on man <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark earlier today we had the uh, chick-fil-a story which was kind of funny mm. and it got us talking about you know just food you get tired of when you're right. dealing with a lot of youth related especially christian related events and things yeah. like that but you know over the last couple of months we've had a few stories of fast food uh, restaurant experiences from you know the arby's manager throwing hot grease on a drive through customer to, you know, just about anything you can imagine. Right. So when there is a lawsuit that claims McDonald's and Wendy's have misleading burger sizes in ads, mm. all I could think of is I got a picture in my mind, a cartoon <laughs> of lawyers chasing an ambulance, man. That's all I can think of because really this is where we are about the crazy. size of an ad. Come uh -huh. on. And the thing is that that is something when you read that headline lawsuit claims McDonald's and Wendy's have misleading burger sizes in ads. The first thing you do is go. Yeah. So 
<laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because you've seen it. You've seen the ads. Right. You go in and you get it, and what you get is this crunched up, shriveled up thing that doesn't look like anything <laughs> yeah. you've seen on TV or any of the print. Right. It doesn't look at all like it does, and it just never does. Yeah. It, what matters at that point is what it tastes like, you know. But uh, there's a McDonald's and Wendy's customer who's claimed in a federal lawsuit that the fast food chains are falsely advertising the size of their meat patties and sandwich toppings. The chains were named in a 35-page class action lawsuit just 50 days after Burger King was accused of the same thing. The lawsuit states, quote, Wendy's materially overstates the amount of toppings and the size of the beef patties for nearly every menu item in its current advertisements. The suit alleges that Wendy's undercooks their beef patties to make them appear 15 to 20 percent larger in advertisements than those sold in stores. Quote, McDonald's also materially overstates the size of its beef patties using the same deceptive practice as Wendy's. According to the lawsuit, from its cheeseburgers to its Big Macs, nearly every item on its menu was falsely advertised. Uh, The complaint goes after the fast food giants for negligent misrepresentation, breach of contract, violation of New York's consumer protection law and unjust enrichment. The plaintiffs in the suit are asking for monetary damages to cover all Wendy's and McDonald's customers allegedly deceived by the company's ads. They're also seeking an injunction requiring the chains to stop or to to change or discontinue their method of advertising and stop the revenue stream coming in from alleged offensive ads. Come on, man. Good luck with that. Wow. This is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, when are they going to sue for wait, wait, wait a minute. You mean they don't actually make the burgers by magically having all the parts fall into place through the air and stack up perfectly <laughs> into a perfect burger. That's not how they make them. I'm <laughs> suing. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show a couple of minutes ago we were just during the music talking about the uh the lawsuit about you know burgers (laughs) and things like that and you know i at some point in time mark we 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 jumped the shark as a society i think you know (laughs) i think you're right yeah it's like (laughs) I, I, yeah, I, I, somebody called the village. We found their idiots. I mean, yeah, (laughs) man, I'm just, what's really sad is there's going to be a lawyer trying to sign up ducks right now uh, because (laughs) I'm thinking about this. A duck crashed through a Minnesota state patrol helicopter windshield. Mm -hmm. Now who has the right of way in the sky, Mark, (laughs) the duck or the helicopter. Oh, boy. Authorities say a Minnesota, a Minnesota State Patrol pilot was injured Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, after a duck crashed through the patrol's helicopter windshield. The State Patrol says a trooper flight was requested at around 10.15 p.m. to help law enforcement in uh, Wabasha County. While pilots were returning from the mission, a duck crashed through the helicopter's windshield. According to the state patrol, one of the pilots suffered a suspected head injury and the helicopter flew to the St. Paul downtown airport to land and get treatment for the pilot. (laughs) Authorities say the pilot was taken to Regions Hospital with injuries not considered to be life-threatening and has since been released. Wow. No news about the duck. I I was going to say, I'm looking for that thinking, did they take the duck to the same hospital or take him to a duck hospital? I I don't know. (laughs) You know what the last thing to go through that duck's mind was? 
I do. It's tail feathers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.